Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Seven FM, the fan, 12 at the AM, and the free radio.com app coming up tonight at 6 here on the fan. I'll be out at Good City Brewing along with Steve Novak, the Marquette legend, also a Brown Deer legend. They, they named the entire gym after Steve Novak, and Kyle Corver of your Milwaukee Bucks. The guard stops by, you know, and talk about Kobe, talk about this year's team, and also talk about. He's known Mike Budenholzer a lot longer than anybody else on this team. I wasn't thinking about this, but I should have. And it just came to me now. There's no way we can pull it off at 450. But what would have been a really cool thing to do at Good City Brewing tonight would have been to have good old Brian Lamy and his crew who run this event mm-hmm. rent a Papa Shot machine and have Corver and Novak do a Papa Shot competition against each oh, other. Oh, yeah, I would have beat both of them. No, Easy he, money. Did he, did I, did Easy he miss money. what I was saying, Plucker? I said... Yeah, Novak and Corver to do the Papa Shot sure. competition. I didn't say. Yeah, Billy. but why wouldn't why wouldn't you have the best Papa Shot player in the city be involved in that conversation? You couldn't beat me. There's How? no chance you you would have no chance. I've never been beat. You guys got to put something on this. I've never you been beat. No but I've never been beat in the 14 years, 15 years I've been here. Nobody's ever beat me. Now we're talking. Nobody's ever beat me. Um, but Novak and. Uh, Corver, that would be good. I'd enjoy watching. Oh, that, that would be yeah, that'd be made for that TV. That would have been great. Facebook Live would have loved it. All I'm saying is I would have beaten both of them. Joining us now on the Great oh, yeah. Midwest Bank Hotline, our guy Eric Name. Eric, have you ever uh, taken on the apparently undefeated for the last 14 years Lavar Steve Sparky Pfeiffer <laughs> over here in Papa Shot? Uh, I I've not. I can't even imagine. I never lost. I, that's incredible. I, I don't see it, if I'm being totally honest. Rami ra- ran his mouth for a while, too, until it happened, and then he's like, I'm done. I'm, t- I'm not playing you anymore. And that was the end of that. And then every time somebody opened their mouth about it, he would tell them, don't do it. You're just going to get smoked. Uh, Eric, let, let's talk about this uh, all-star uh, selection process tonight for the, the reserves in the East and the West. Charles Barkley, who, as we all know, I don't like, uh, put out his projections on TNT. Chris Middleton, not. Uh, part of uh, the guys he would pick for the reserves on the East. I just cannot believe that they will not have two all-star representatives on a team that's bound for 70 wins. Yeah, I'd be pretty shocked. I think the the big thing here is that, you know, it's not, it's not like people from, it's not fans kind of thinking about it. It's not anyone from like the outside thinking about it. It's It's not media, like it's coaches. And, you know, I think the thing you hear night in, night out from coaches is, well, there's two things. One, I'm trying to win tonight. Winning is important. And then, two, Chris Middleton is just a pain to try to plan for every night. Like, those, those are two things we hear all the time. And uh, I just – I would be shocked if 
a group of people, a group of people that preaches, we want to win, and we want our players to be willing to sacrifice for the greater good. We want them to be willing to be a part of something special, and we want to build something special. Would in any way discourage players or give them any sort of messaging that would say the opposite of that. And only having Giannis as the lone representative for a team on pace to become the, just the third team in NBA history to win 70 games would be doing the opposite of that. Like if, if the coaches here aren't going to name another buck, then that means, hey, guys, uh, you should worry about individual stuff. You should worry about your scoring averages. You should worry about, uh, you know, what everyone thinks of you because we, the coaches, won't recognize the teams that win and the players that contribute to those winning teams. So I'm, I'm with you. I would be shocked might be a bit far, but I would be incredibly surprised if if Chris Middleton isn't in this one. And, and I think I've been talking with a couple people about this. This is a big one. Um, because once you get to a second all-star game, uh, you tend to get to a third all-star game, right. a fourth all-star game. Like th- this is the one like guys that have been one time all-stars. No one feels mm-hmm. like, uh, you know what, but let's just give that guy. We'll just give him my vote. Like he's an all-star. I know he's an all-star. Once you get two, you've been there back to back years. Then, then everyone gets that spot where it's like, yeah, this guy's an all-star. We should continue voting for him. Mm-hmm. It's like winning a gold glove in baseball. Once you win one gold glove, you 100%. essentially win three. Yes, exactly. So this is, I, I mean, this is really legitimately a big swing year for Chris Middleton. Eric, how impressive was that 51 uh, the other night at Fiserv Forum? Just the sound out of the locker room, talking to Matt after the game. Uh, it just felt like everybody in that room felt like they were a part of something special because of the dude that Chris is. Yeah, I think the the big thing that kind of just speaks to me that night is that so often, you know, Bud had that great line about anybody who knows the sport knows how good he is. And that's the, that's the stuff you typically have to say about Chris Middleton because Chris Middleton is quiet. Chris Middleton's game requires, you know, a little bit of, of nuance understanding to fully appreciate. You didn't need any nuance to understand 51. Like, you got it. Like, that dude's good. That dude's real good. And it doesn't matter that – it. It came against the Wizards, who play absolutely no defense. Um, a, a fifty-one point night is a fifty-one point night. Like you remember fifty-point nights. Like I, I still remember Tony Delk having a fifty-point night. Obviously, sure. Chris Middleton's a much better player, but like we can all remember fifty-point nights. Everyone remembers Jennings double nickel, even though he didn't end up being, uh, you know, certainly not the player Chris has been. And you know, he was a, a veteran NBA player, but he wasn't a great NBA player by the end of it. But, like, those things are memorable, and those things uh, are just loud. And Chris Middleton's game is quiet. And I, I just that was kind of what I ended up coming away from that, was that, you know, Chris Middleton had a loud night. He often does not have those. And then uh, I thought the cool thing was, even though all of Buck's Twitter was incredibly worried of, about where Giannis was, if he was in the arena, uh, well, Giannis was working on arts and crafts in the back. He, uh, he needed to make sure Chris had a 51 sign. Uh, so he made him a handmade 51 sign. Like, I just think all that stuff kind of speaks to obviously what Middleton means to this team, but also just, the, I think, the greater chemistry that, that this team has shown throughout the season. Okay, so we obviously are all believing in that Middleton is an all-star tonight, so that gives him two, two all-stars. But realistically, at the end of the day, with these new goofy, stupid all-star rules that they put into place today, 
where essentially each quarter, uh, each team is playing for $100,000 for their favorite Chicago charity, uh, and you reset back to zero the points each quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, the, the total for each team uh, is the number you're going to play for. So if it's 195, Team Giannis add 24 points onto that. First team to 124 uh, in the fourth quarter wins and gets additional money at, at the end. Uh, is this really worth even being involved in at this point? Uh, you're saying is being involved in the All-Star game more? Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, I get it, right? Like, you want to represent the NBA and all this other stuff, but you see it in the, in the, in the Pro Bowl. All these guys come up with excuses of why they don't want to be there uh, at, the end of the, at the end of the day. Is the NBA in danger of making this like that, almost into a clown show? Yeah, I mean, I think the the toughest part of all of this is there's this idea that the All Star Game needs to be competitive, and like that's the only way that this can be saved. And you know, I think it's been clear for, uh, I mean, fifteen years, ten years that it's not going to happen. Sorry, guys, like it's just not going to happen. These guys make way too much money. These games don't mean anything. They're not going to get themselves hurt in an all-star game. They're not going to try that hard. Like we saw Giannis's first all-star game, everyone like looking at this dude like he had eight arms because he was playing defense. Mm-hmm. And he was full court pressing James Harden. Like that's out the window. So I mean, I, I just think that I I feel I feel bad that we won't get it. Like obviously, I wish I wish that was the case, but I just don't understand how anyone's going to try to fix this. Like. I I know why the NBA is trying to fix it because you want to have that competitiveness, but it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna get it back. Like the, we we've already jumped the shark. It's over. Like competitive All Star games are not happening. Whether that's so I, I just always kind of laugh on days like this because everyone's like, oh well, what if we had to play one on one? Who's gonna play hard? Nobody. What if we had to sure. play horse? We've seen them try to do horse before. It sucked. It was flat out <laughs> bad. It was on All Star Weekend. It sucked. Like, th- no matter what you're doing, if the the thing that you fixed isn't players actually caring, you haven't done anything. And I, I've yet to be convinced there's going to be any way for us to to find that again. Like, I, I just don't think it's coming back. I will contend with anybody. The most competitive thing on All Star Weekend is the three point competition because it's tough to fake that. Like, the, the only thing you can do is you can either try to make the shots or you don't. And no one's going to go in there trying to not make shots. But, I mean, the slam dunk competition is not like it used to be. But it's still, you can enjoy it on a Saturday night and, and relic in it. Eric Name joining us here on the Wendy's okay. Big Show, 105.7 FM, The Fan. But, Eric, at the end of the day, do you think more of these guys would rather take a week off and not play and rest their bodies? Or do you think there's enough of them that still enjoy playing in the game and being in the slam dunk and the three-point contest and all that stuff? Oh, Steve, there's valuable recruiting to be done. You, you, can't, you can't take a weekend off of recruiting. There we right? go. Uh, well, th- then there's absolutely no reason for Giannis to be there because we know he doesn't do that. <laughs> but uh, I think, man, it's kind of a, a tough question to, uh, to know whether or not. I, I know Giannis has come back, came back from his first All-Star game and was just like, man, I'm tired. Like, I wish I would have had some time off. Sure. And, you know, he, he said that again and again. Like, every time he comes back, he's like, yeah, you know, it wasn't really as much of a week off as I, I would have wanted. This year, I think it's pretty convenient since it's in Chicago. Like, he doesn't really have to get on a plane. Like, he can 
just drive down uh, for the stuff that he needs and pretty much stay at home. So that should help out a little bit uh, with him because he doesn't, he doesn't do anything else other than the absolute bare minimum that is required of him. Like he will go to his practice. He will go to his media availability that is required on Saturday. And then he will go home. Uh, Maybe he'll make an appearance at something on like all-star Saturday night, but also he might just go home. Uh, So I think the, to answer your question, I think there are probably plenty of guys that would like to have that time off, but it's also become clear that a lot of these guys understand that they need to be uh, statesmen, I, I suppose, where mm-hmm. you you are someone that represents the league. And if you are someone that represents the league, that means one of your requirements is to show up on, on, on All-Star Weekend. That's a really good way to put it, Eric. Sometimes you just have to do and you got to be a company guy. Uh, reading your midseason grades over at The Athletic really enjoyed the piece and, and just wanted to know, either positive or negative, like the, the D for Pat Connaughton, I know a lot of people were really, really high on the postseason he had last year and expected him to make some jump into a different level of play. Either positive or negative, what player, when you were going out with those grades at the midseason point, surprised you the most of where they're at here 45, 46 games in? I mean, I'm... I think I'm probably shocked by it, it's I'm not going to take the cop out. The cop out would be to say that I can't believe Giannis somehow got better. And I can't believe Middleton is playing at the level that he's playing at. That would be the, like the cop out answer. But for me, it's DiVincenzo. Like Agreed. I know that the organization loves him. Uh, they've, they've made that very clear now for a while. Like, but you know, last year, first game of the season, he's the first guy off the bench and kind of shocked everybody. So I've known they've always been high on him, but I've wondered, why right like you watch the games last year and you're like all right like he kind of does stuff but i don't really know if if it's all that impactful and uh yeah i was wrong uh it's incredibly impactful like you just watch him kind of fly around hit shots obviously his grade could have been a little bit higher if he shot just slightly better from the three-point line but right now it's enough respect he does enough off the dribble and, I mean, he's just everywhere defensively, and I don't know that I ever kind of expected that from him. So, DiVincenzo would be my biggest surprise uh, if this is the halfway point. I don't know. It's weird with a week off for Paris and now right. a week off for the All-Star break. Like, this is just a weird season. Yeah, it's like you get a mini vacation in the middle of an incredibly hectic eight months. It, it all works out for you guys. I mean, it's nice that you get to actually meet your bet every once in a while. Hey, I enjoy it. I, I don't do it nearly <laughs> often enough. Eric, appreciate it, man. It's always fun. You know that. And uh, we'll talk next week, all right? All right. I look forward to it. See you, fellas. Thanks, dude. That's Eric Name. Eric underscore name. N-E-H-M is where you follow his coverage of the Milwaukee Bucks. And he joins us here each Thursday at 448, our Milwaukee Basketball Insider on 105.7 yeah. FM, 1250 AM in the free radio.com app. You listen to Chuck and Winkler, right, from time to time? Yeah. Every, They're up a little time, too early for me. Uh, every time, well, uh, Ryan Horvath doing that 5 a.m. show, the Chuck Wiggler pregame show is way too yeah, early for if me. If it wasn't for the rewind, I would never get to hear my man Horvy. Gets a ton of people calling and tweeting and stuff, so other people must be up at that time of day. I'm rolling over. Yeah, people work at that time. It's crazy. Yeah, I roll over. The, the, for me, um, they have on Eric name, and, and Winkler is always like, I love you, namey, love you. And then Eric does an uncomfortable, I love you too, Bart. And you guys too. I mean, goes, Velasquez comes on. Matt, talk to you next time, Matt. Yeah, see you later, Matt. I mean, Velasquez and Name are pretty good friends. Like, don't you think that's kind of 
disrespectful. Well, yeah, I mean, if I was Velasquez, I'd be like, oh, clearly they don't like me. Cool, well, they that's, don't like me. That, yeah. That's that's not nice. I, you just got to be careful, man. You hurt people's feelings. You do stuff like that. Well, I felt bad the one time that I tweeted out letting everybody know, you know, Sidney Moncrief joins us on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Uh, will not be on Thursday night. Weird 8 o'clock start time on Friday night, but didn't see neither here nor there. But I tweet out, you know, hey, man, Sidney Moncrief going to be on the postgame show tonight. And Matt tweets in, hey, I'll be there, too. And I'm like, Matt, I apologize. I should never leave you out like that ever again. Because otherwise, I'm going to have to go get a career change, and I can call John Young because uh, if I keep leaving Matt Velasquez out of that tweet, I'm not going to get my radio supermax. You think is he's that influential? I think so. Oh, yeah. Matt knows a lot of people. I tend to agree. Hey, Young Express expanding in all departments, which magnifies the need to increase their independent contractor base, especially local drivers. These people have been in business for 29 years. That's pretty good. And they're expanding still. You want to you want to be with these guys, right? Local drivers stay within 250 miles of Milwaukee. They do short runs, so you don't have to worry about driving 15 hours straight like an over-the-road guy. Driver, local drivers get sleep in their own bed each and every night. Give your kids a kiss at night. That's a beautiful thing. 99% no-touch freight. That means the freight is loaded and unloaded with a forklift. No manual loading or unloading. You just drive. Plus... Uh, you must have your own cargo van or sprinter van or the means to purchase one. With minimal investment in your own vehicle, Young Express will provide you all the training necessary for you to become a successful transporter of expedited freight. Now, why Young Express? Well, they have a 24-7 dispatch team that are extremely dedicated to get very personally to keep drivers moving. Because if you're not driving, you're not making money. It's simple. Looking for full-time independent contractors, especially local drivers right now, join the Young Express team. You can find them at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success drives them. Great Lake Shragway Pick a Lane is next. Jordy Nelson at 520. You're going to hear our conversation with Niners defensive coordinator Robert Sala at 545. And we're going to squeeze in our guy, John McNamara, on the Kobe King News in the middle of that. Big 5 o'clock hour coming straight ahead on the Wendy's Big Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.